In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with the Cinda Academy, which brings thought leaders and business experts from all over the world to our show. Now, you can learn more about Cinda Academy under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring thought leaderships and business experts from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So I'd like to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to this show, let me tell you what we're about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact, globalization, digital transition, and the connected world world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. This, in this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live. We're live Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you happen to miss our live show, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. So you can certainly listen to us after the live show. And on this show, we really do give great advice, leadership success stories. You, we're going to give you stories that you can learn from, stories that will motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. Now, I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to the website leadershipbeyondborders.net and send me an email. Let me know what you want to hear about, okay? And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, Make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. And when I talk about local businesses, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what local business and local search is and the impact the crisis that we're going through today is having on local businesses. And we have an expert here to talk to us today. And we're going to be talking with Kelly Benish, and she's the VP of Strategic Partnerships for North America at the company Uber All. And she started her career in finance and found her way to interwebs by chance. With a keen eye on networking and learning new business models, her experience in sales, marketing, business development, specialization, media media had her working with clients such as publishers, newspapers, agencies, and verticals all over the world. Kelly, Kelly is also a recognized national speaker, including engagements through BII Kelsey, Borel, Local Media Association, Local Search Association, Association of Alternative News Weeklies, Association of Directly Published, and many more. Now, her position is at Uberall, and Uberall is headquartered in Berlin, Germany, with additional offices in San Francisco, London, Paris, Amsterdam, and Cape Town. And they have clients that include Fortune 500 companies and industry leaders from all over the world. Uberall enables SMBs and enterprise resellers to deliver a memorable near-me brand experience for customers along every step of today's customer journey. journey. Uberall solutions enable businesses to easily manage search and discovery, engagement, and conversion in real time on all online platforms. So, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Kelly, you know, I started to say something about local search. So, we have a lot of listeners out there, and I'm not so sure if everybody knows what what the term means and what is local search. Could you help us enlighten us on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, local search is really when search queries contain a geographically constrained intent. 
So in other words, local search results are impacted by search queries that feature a geographical component, such as clothing store open now or restaurants near me. Um, So even conducting simple searches like cafes or restaurants in Google will include at least three immediate local business results in that area. This is known, our technical term for it is really the local three-pack. In such a demand-driven society that we live in right now, the intent behind the actual search is based on proximity, demand, and accessibility. So, of course, the demand and search for physical stores have changed lately, as you well know. Mm-hmm. So this this local search uh, and that happens any place. It can happen on my tablet, on my on my computer, on my my mobile phone. Um, it's across all media's. Yes, and mm-hmm. as you know, with the rise of Siri and Alexa, voice searches are a big component of local search now as well. Mm-hmm. So so you consider local search anytime I as a consumer am looking for a service or a product in the near vicinity of me, and that's really what local search is about no matter how I do it. That's exactly right. Okay. So now with that kind of habits, and I'm sitting at home now because of this uh, situation, in the space of two months, I mean, everything has radically changed in our daily lives. Um, how can online trends show us how people are adjusting? How can we use these search habits to try to understand what's going on in customer behavior today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the coronavirus has indeed altered our daily lives. It's flipped the relationship between online and offline completely. Normal activities such as going out to eat are completely off limits for the foreseeable future. And up until just a few weeks ago, near me searches were incredibly popular. These searches are based on those components that I mentioned, right? So intent, proximity, location optimization, and keyword relevance. So in other words, these consumers would search online to receive highly relevant and local immediate results to make their offline purchases. Given the restriction of offline movement, we at Uber all started asking, how has the virus affected local search? Um, it would be natural to assume that it has dramatically fallen or even evaporated. Yeah, that's really not the case. So as footfall has declined for most local retailers and other merchants, website visits and clicks to call have grown. The calls are being generated because people want to know that the locations are open. If it's a restaurant, that they're actually open to serve takeout meals, for instance. So this local search behavior has shifted from clicks and driving directions to clicks uh, to increase website traffic and also higher call volumes. Mm-hmm. This really shows us how important online information is to consumers, whether by guiding them to physical stores or like now by facilitating online purchases and interactions. So we're seeing the shift to e-commerce really. Mm-hmm. And so can you, do you have a, a specific customer example that you've worked with that you could share with us um, or any examples? Yeah. So for instance, search has taken a pivotal change in the last couple of weeks. Specifically, if we look at Italy, um, for instance, consumers there were really looking for necessities and they're calling phone numbers and visiting websites mostly to find if certain necessities are in stock, like masks, gloves, um, food at the grocery store. And so the location is open. Many clicks to these websites are intended to place online orders for pickup and delivery now. We'll see this search trend evolve more greatly in the U.S. in the coming weeks, as we've already and unfortunately well surpassed Italy in the number of infected persons. So that's so. Just to to, to drill down that on on that a little bit. That so it's it's shifting in products. It is it still kind of near me, or do people not really care about that anymore? In this, in these shifts, yeah. So they are they are fledged with a near me sort of um, onus around them because of the sanctions that have been placed on people um, to shelter in place, right? So you can't go too far from home. Uh, there have been a lot of orders passed through to Amazon in the states, for instance, for um, some of these necessities as well. Um, 
the shift from ordering toilet paper or going to get toilet paper at the grocery store versus through Amazon, specifically in the States, is one of those things that have changed. Mm-hmm. So what is this? T- what is this also telling you in the big picture of um, looking at the search trends about the the purchase behavior of people? Yeah, that's such a great question. So we see that categories like non perishable food, household supplies, healthcare supplies, at home entertainment, and self improvement searches have come front and center. So we're all. Now, cooking at home more days in a row than we'd like to (laughs) (laughs) and ordering takeout instead of driving to restaurants or clicking to make reservations. And then a lot of times, too, now household and cleaning supplies are in demand, uh, creating what I like to call the great toilet paper drought of 2020. (laughs) When it comes to beauty and personal care, many people are having access to on-demand salons and spa services such as Root Touch-Up. Uh, nail technicians, waxing appointments. Now they all have to do it themselves as an option. So um, instead of buying box color, please don't buy box color. New, <laughs> new services have come up where beauticians are actually selling professional dye kits at home to patrons directly. Um, so with all of this time on our hands at home, why not try your hand at a new beauty skill, for instance? So then when we look at healthcare supplies, I'm referencing the regular prescriptions being filled and fear of inaccessibility. Um, CVS, for instance, in the U.S. has created now a delivery service, mostly for the elderly, where they're delivering their prescriptions to them, which I think is a very nice service for them to now include. And it definitely has affected their brand affinity over Walgreens, for instance. Um, Also, N95 masks, which are really meant for healthcare workers and nitrile gloves are up in search terms. And then also in lieu of buying tickets for local events, sales for at-home entertainment, such as books, live streaming video, and electronics have grown rapidly. And then also what we've seen, I don't know about you in Czech Republic, but we have Lowe's Home Improvement and Home Depot here, and they're both still open. So in the DIY sector, people have more time at home now. So they are really taking this time for renovation and home-based DIY product projects instead of hiring service-based business workers and owners. Um, so people are, people are definitely quickly, albeit reluctantly, adapting to the strange new reality of being indoors all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're, you work with people all over the world, Kelly. So you're, what you're talking about, these trends, um, you're based in the United States, but your comp- uh, overall is based in Berlin headquarters. Um, are they kind of world trends? Um, are they kind of the same across all countries? They are. <laughs> what we find and what we know is that people are people, right? Mm-hmm. So they many times have the same ideas, right? St- keep their family safe, keep themselves safe. Um, so now these near me searches are more relevant than ever. Some of these search terms have declined like um, near me and they've gained relevance because more and more people search from their phones. What we're finding with Google Trends and our data is that people are still very much using the internet for local information, especially as they shift more of purchase to online from local restaurants and stores. We're also finding opening hours and food delivery globally as a trend. Um, And then because everything's on lockdown, globally people know that bars, restaurants, gyms, retail stores, among other um, are completely closed, so they know not to search them. So mm-hmm. those search terms have dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's um, Kelly. We're gonna have to, we're gonna take a short break now, and when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about this near me and and the trends that you're seeing and and what you know what suggestions and advice we can do to try to help um, local businesses through this this very very difficult time. Okay. And for our listeners, we're talking with Kelly Benish, and she is the VP of Strategic Partnerships for North America at the company UberAll. And UberAll enables SMBs and small and medium businesses and enterprise resellers to deliver memorable near me brand experience for their customers at every step of the customer journey. Now, if you'd like to learn more 
about Uberall, please go to www.uberall.com. You can also connect with Uberall on Twitter, and that's under Get Uberall. And also they are on Get slash Uberall on LinkedIn. And for Kelly herself, you can go to Kelly's Twitter is Local Search. And her LinkedIn is under Kelly Banish. And once again, Uberall solutions enable businesses to easily manage search and discovery, engagement, and conversion in real time on all online platforms. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. And this is this show is sponsored by the Cinda Academy. And you can find out more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many nurses have been leaving the nursing field and instead are turning to become entrepreneurs. If you believe in it, you can make it happen too. Listen for the Wealthy Nurse Hour with host Lakel Ab. The show will feature nurse leaders and entrepreneurs discussing how they made it happen and what you need to do to get on the same road and move from bedside to business. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about local search and local businesses. And we're talking with Kelly Benish, and she's the VP of Strategic Partnerships for North America at the company Uberall. And Uberall is a company that enables small and medium businesses as well as enterprise resellers to deliver near me brand experience for their customers at every step of the customer's journey. Now, Kelly, you were telling us a little about, uh, you know, about, about local search. We're talking about it, but I just like to dive a little bit more into this near me experience um, uh, before we we go on to dig a little bit deeper. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, with near me, and I think the question we were covering was around uh, has it changed around the world? Yeah. Um, so these search queries have really grown significant as people adapt to these changed circumstances, right? So on the other hand, searches for those retail stores have declined. And then our data really mirrors Google Trends. And we show that local search impressions since early February have actually remained fairly stable, off about 10% 
However, maps views, so Google Maps, for instance, are down significantly. So they're down about 50%. And so are driving directions. They're about 20% down, uh, as might be expected. Mm-hmm. So these would be these would be logical trends, obviously, when nobody's uh, leaving leaving the house. But I, um, the search is interesting. Uh, you know that that it's only down ten percent. Uh, um, but as far as traffic and, and searching, um, I would think that that there are more people spending more time on computers or phones. Do you see if you know phones are getting more time than computers now in these near me searches? Yeah, they definitely are. People are mostly using mobile phones as their preferred device. Um, they're also, you know, their their lifestyles are changed, right? The unemployment rate, I think, in the U.S. right now is way above 6%. Um, so people are either working from home or um, trying to find a job. So their access is definitely by device, Um and people that are in this newfound atmosphere of working from home are used to, you know, going back and forth through social media. And I think smart brands right now are really taking advantage of that and pushing their um, strategies through a lot of social media that they know the general population is on, as well as search engines. And those smart marketers are really increasing their budgets right now. I think we go into that a little bit later as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with all this stuff going on, okay, uh, obviously, you know, we're all concerned. We have cons- as consumers have our consumer behavior, but we also are small business owners or medium-sized business owners or companies that work with businesses, local businesses. So h- how are you helping people in this time um, right now in your company overall? Yeah, so we actually moved to a partnership-centric model last year after the company I worked at, Navads, out of Amsterdam, was acquired by Uberall. Um, We really made sure that we don't sell direct to enterprise in the U.S. because it's important to us to help our partners and help them grow their, their baseline revenue. So when we moved to this model... We've really given our partners the full focus and resources they need to support their brands, as well as mom and pop, those SMBs, and also those VSBs, those very small businesses, to really optimize these locations for times, updating hours. And also, we've been guiding them on what their COVID response should be, as well as adding additional content for customers to really make sense of it. So Mm -hmm. I invite Everyone listening to check out the info hub we actually created on our website. It has some dedicated resources and some useful information around COVID. It's on our blog. If you just Google Uberall COVID response, you'll find it. Um, We've also launched recently a free product for businesses struggling during this time. And it's really called um, Uberall Essentials. And it's for healthcare. We're also rolling that out to a couple of selected retail sectors that are struggling, like local restaurants and bars. Could you could you explain, tell a little bit more about that, um, the healthcare product? Yeah, absolutely. So we thought that during this time, um, you know, putting revenue aside, it's really important for people to be able to access physicians as well as hospitals. And so our goal is really to make them visible. A lot of our partners work with healthcare, and it's not about you know making money right now. It's about supporting the local communities from the global to local level. So anything from hospital systems to individual practitioners, we're actually offering a baseline listings management solution for them to get listed. And this free product will be for a term of three months or so depending on how long this coronavirus pandemic is globally an issue and, you know, forcing people to seek urgent health care. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like a really interesting product. So you're working with a lot of indus- industrial sectors, is what I'm hearing. And 
um, you know, I, I like the example you gave on the hair products. Okay, I didn't even know. I haven't seen anybody in Germany doing that yet, but maybe I'm just in the wrong place. But um, um, you know, you're, so you're working with those. So do you in this local search, um, which I'm going to go search for the hair products when we hang up. So um, 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 you know, <laughs> that, um, where you know, do you see any permanent trends that that might come out of the habits that are changing? right now yeah at this point it's really hard to tell um i read an article the other day that the uh divorce rate is up in china but (laughs) neither here nor there (laughs) this is really a new reality for all of us and we're learning to navigate it together there's really considerable speculation about whether practices or behaviors prompted by the coronavirus may become permanent And when we look at this, this might be grocery delivery or even working from home. And that that overall is the catalyst that would then change the way that we actually um, consume or purchase. So although much of this really remains to be seen at this point, we can say confidently that the Internet's influence over local purchase decisions will probably be even greater when all of this is over. Mm-hmm. Our, our collective dependence on the internet for news, entertainment, and commerce, for instance, has only grown during this crisis. So overall increase in consumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And and as far as, um, you know, for small businesses, okay, because you're working a lot with small businesses. And what, you know, what kind of response mythologies do you think that can help those small, small businesses right now? And what's happening and what might emerge, what kind of emergency response, how, how can they get themselves out there? What, such, how can they get stick? Such a good question. So I think an increase in brutal transparency between businesses and their customers and their content specifically is always important and will stick even more now. So many businesses have created passionate responses to covid and have appealed to their customer base to support them really long after COVID has left the building. We said it before, but, you know, it's worth repeating. And I think it's kind of a general known stance, but generic sounding content and in customer communications can really be Mm off-putting. This is really a time for genuine or authentic messages from these businesses to consumers. And empathy is really an overused term in marketing, but it, absolutely applies here. So think about the person on the receiving end of the message. They may be highly stressed out of work, dealing with border restless kids. Um, and then also the cabin fever alone is just made to let you go nuts with the sheltering in place for a week. So people are going to be more or less receptive to your brand messages, really depending on their individual circumstance. Emails and other customer communications that really fail to acknowledge the strangeness of this time because it's weird. It's business unusual, not as usual. They um, they really will appear insensitive if you're not uh, receptive to that message. So be careful about tone. People want to amplify their fears. They don't want you to amplify their fears. You know, we know this virus could result in millions of layoffs. Definitely refrain from scaring people, and then. Also, making light of circumstances may come off as inappropriate. Humor is always an effective tool, but during a tense time like this, it can also misfire if poorly executed. Um, And then I know just internally, Uberall has pivoted from existing content projects to address the coronavirus, and this is entirely appropriate. So everyone else has also done this, and I think people's inboxes are overwhelmed. Um, Everyone's content right now is becoming all Corona all the time. So that, that's really what's happening with PR globally. And this isn't the first coronavirus checklist, you know, idea um, that we're about to give to you, but it also won't be the last. So I'm going to go into some coronavirus tactics that people can use. Um, and marketers really need to get in the habit of mechanically uh, creating content for PR or to rank in search results. And this is really the conventional approach to content creation, but this kind of conventional thinking really is not very timely for the content that we need right now. We just need people to be transparent. 
Yeah, I, I read I read an article the other day that said if you're not going to be send something personal, then don't some, send anything at all. Okay, I, because <laughs> that yeah that impacted me. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, just as as you're working closely with these small and medium businesses, um, just in this whole thing, what do you think is going to impact them the most? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that the COVID nineteen pandemic has profoundly disrupted. U.S. small business owners, and in many cases, this represents an existential threat to their continued operations. These people are confined to their homes, not able to spend money with local businesses, except in isolated cases and situations. So when we look at the data, right, the U.S. has approximately 30 million small businesses. This represents more than 99% of the total. While most of them have relatively few headcount, they generate the incomes of almost 49% of all U.S. workers. So that's what's at stake for the survival of these businesses. According to the Global Web Index, most Americans believe that the coronavirus and the crisis will last at least a solid six months. So most SMBs, when you look at the reserve savings that they have on hand, they have less than one month. Uh, in the U.S., which is a huge challenge at this time, while they try to stay afloat, we're already three weeks into quarantine. So according to a Goldman Sachs recent survey also, they looked at a segment of SMBs in March 2020. 51% of U.S. SMBs only see themselves staying open from zero to three months. SMBs specifically will struggle through the shutdown period, and these different categories will be impacted in different ways. For example, supermarkets, gas stations, and convenience stores are not only surviving but thriving at the moment. However, on the other hand, most personal care service-based businesses, such as hairdressers, can have their licenses revoked permanently for practicing their craft in the lockdown period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that that's very impactful. Um, but there's stuff we can do too, Kelly, and 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 there's stuff that you're doing to help businesses. And I we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, let's talk about um, you know how businesses uh, can can manage their online presence, their location data, and how can they can get new customers, and and how can they come out of this crisis on top or as on top as possible. Okay, we'll talk about that when we're after the break. And for our listeners, we are speaking with Kelly Banish, and she is the VP of Strategic Partnerships for North America at the company UberAll. And UberAll is a company specializing in helping small and medium business and enterprise resellers deliver a memorable near me brand experience for their customers at every step of the customer journey. And UberAll solutions enable businesses to easily manage search and discovery engagement and conversion in real time across all platforms. If you'd like to learn more about UberAll, you can go to W www.uberall.com and on Twitter it's under get uberall on LinkedIn get slash uberall and if you want to reach out to Kelly herself Kelly is on LinkedIn under Kelly Benish and she's on Twitter under local search and you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders and this show is brought to you by Cinda and Cinda is one of the largest fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing associations in Europe and they have the Cinda Academy which brings you webinars, podcasts and blogs and you Cinda Academy is available under www.cinda.org or on Instagram under Cinda Academy or on Facebook under Cinda Academy so reach out and see some of the information that they have to offer for you and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? 
Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. You're an executive who's looking to tap into the hidden value of your business enterprise. Now, there's a show just for you. It's called Bootlegged Innovations with host John Schultz. This groundbreaking program shows you how to relate the needs of the business with the workforce to execute and lead. You'll make more, spend less, and disrupt less with proven workforce development. Bootlegged Innovations can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America Business Station. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about local search, near me experiences in local search, and what's going on with local search today in this crisis. And we're talking with Kelly Benish, and she's the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for North, at, for North America at the company Uberall. And Uberall is a company that enables small and medium businesses and enterprise resellers to to deliver a near me brand experience for their customers at every step of the customer journey. So this is something that Kelly knows about and she's an expert in this area. So Kelly, we've been talking about what's happening. Now let's talk about how what we you know how local businesses um, or businesses, any kind of business can manage their data, uh, in during this time, not just during this time, but after this time. Absolutely. So I think the big thing is, and my, my most important recommendation is that all these business owners really keep their online listings up to date. When I say listings, I need their online business listings on Google, Apple Maps, etc. cetera. Uh, consumers are really looking for this information online now more than ever. And these businesses need to let the public know if they're temporarily closed or have special hours and offer online purchases, for instance, and also delivery. We've received many questions about whether or not these businesses should change their uh, name of their locations to let customers know whether they're open or not. And in other words, changing their profiles from Brad's Coffee Shop to Brad's Coffee Shop hyphen open. We highly recommend that businesses don't do that at all. Um, business owners shouldn't change the name on their listings, but rather reflect that information with updated opening hours, which is fairly easy to do. Um, you just have to do it individually unless you're working with a provider. So for a brand with physical stores or locations, it really goes without saying that hours or store closure information needs to be updated in Google My Business and other relevant directories so Yelp, Bing, Apple, TripAdvisor, et cetera. When you look at the global set, it's much different. Um, consumers are still very much searching for that local information, especially product availability and opening hours. And they also continue to make these phone calls to local businesses. 
So search is a critical communication channel and it should be absolutely immediately addressed if it hasn't been already. And it's not enough to simply email existing customers about coronavirus related updates. It all needs to be discoverable in search. So what products are in stock, um, if they have e-commerce capabilities on their website, are they using that to optimize and have they undertaken necessary precautions or safety measures? So for instance, if they're a restaurant offering takeout or delivery, are they um, wearing gloves and hats and um, face masks? Um, if you're a consultant, are you offering remote consulting or instruction? So this also applies to new content and maybe landing pages that answer these questions for the business. So, you know, maybe even a blog on their site. So when we look at reviews and brand reputation, these are very important during the crisis. Reputation is really all that you have. And some consumers have sought to help local businesses by writing positive reviews, but these ultimately violate the review guidelines. So there's also the risk that confused or frustrated customers right now might write negative reviews if they discover inconsistencies between online and offline information. So Google, for instance, temporarily shut down new reviews, new replies, and new Google question and answer. They just opened it back up yesterday, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and they did this. Yelp did something also a little bit less drastic but simple, similar, and they changed their review guidelines temporarily to protect these local businesses against reputational harm from misinformed consumers um, and anyone that may have written a critical review. So these developments really prime the business owner to focus on their reputation management strategy, and it really needed to shift from asking people for reviews to just being communicative and responsive to their customers and their needs because the thought process here is that this will later translate into positive consumer sentiment and favorable online reviews. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, just the reputation management, that is something I didn't even think about. Um, but that that is so important. You're right. That, and I think what Yelp and Google has done is supporting you know some of the, the local businesses um, because it's about getting it right now so that it'll be better later, right? Exactly. Yeah. So with all this, um, I mean, so so we're getting ourselves, to your, your message to local businesses and businesses is clear. Um, you know, you have to be online and have, you know, the clarity of your product and your services. Be careful with your reputation, reputation um, management. And then... There's new customers, okay? How difficult is it to to win new customers in in a crisis like this? Or are there ways businesses can do that? That's a good question, actually. Right now, heavy social media strategy is recommended. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram are heavily trafficked channels just due to the amount of people that are working from home, um, maybe laid off. They have some extra time. I've seen anything from statements from local restaurants addressing customers to stick with them to urging them to buy meal deals and specials on social media. And I've also seen many candid interviews of local business owners and communities pulling together to fundraise through the likes of GoFundMe and other crowdfunding portals. If businesses could harness how to use TikTok through these social distancing periods, they'll definitely appeal more to Generation Z. Other with this email and search, for instance, social media is another important channel to communicate with customers and the broader audience. So messaging and calls on Facebook and WhatsApp, for example, have seen huge spikes in usage in multiple countries hit by the virus. And social media is also a potentially more interactive channel where companies can have a dialogue with customers and respond to questions very directly. It's a customer service channel. So how you do this at scale, if you have a multi-location business, it's a very different discussion, but small to medium-sized businesses really need to be uh, prepared to communicate at that community and local store level rather than um, from a higher up level. Mm -hmm. And as with general 
customer communication, what we talked about earlier, be thoughtful. Don't publish social posts, simply to publish. Um, use social to discuss any hour service or inventory updates. You just got hand sanitizer back in stock, for instance, and to answer questions. And then the more responsive you can be to your audience, the better. And then also the biggest thing is turn off any schedule posts or updates that may see to- seem tone deaf or insensitive in light of the crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I've seen a few of those, and you're you're, you're thinking, does does this company even know the crisis is going on? <laughs> on some of those old scheduled posts. So let's go to the positive side. What kind of opportunities could there be coming out of this for um, local businesses? Yeah, absolutely. So many businesses will be much more inclined to think about the future and maybe work towards having more money on reserve. The SMBs and VSCBs are that are struggling so crucially right now. These rainy day funds will replenish. The businesses will be running leaner. I think new types of businesses will also evolve. Maybe groups that look like Instacart, but for specialty products that are hard to find. Um, the innovation wave we've seen will also lead to spinoffs and other ventures within the industry. So many states and platforms are offering uh, grants at this point to help SMBs. There's also no politically fueled bailout slated at this point for big brands, specifically in the U.S. So it's seemingly leveling the playing field. Okay. And with that, looking forward, um, and once again, coming back to the fact that you're dealing with, you're in the U.S., but your company's dealing with with people over the world. What kind of questions are you getting to, to you right now from local businesses? Um, just how can I uh, maintain my online presence if I'm shut down? How can I... Uh, grow my customer base if I'm not providing a product or a service right now. And that's a unique challenge that they're facing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with with this shift and with this online presence, is there is there one thing that you, uh, from all the advice you've just getting on new customers and all the advice that you're giving on online present, is there is there one particular thing that for you is the most important of everything for a, for a, for a local business? Yeah, I will say definitely focusing on adjusting hours in the top major search sites, which are Google My Business and Facebook. If you had to take one thing away, adjusting the hours and then also if the business location is open or closed, that's definitely paramount. That, that's definitely the biggest thing. Okay. And um, we're getting towards the end of the, the show, Kelly. So I just like to you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you're seeing, you know, from your own personal self and, and maybe some last words of wisdom for our listeners out there um, on how to get through this. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, consumers will be more spendthrifty due to the economic downturn There are implications that there will be a future additional wave of COVID in the fall, according to the Mayo Clinic. So many consumers may skew onto the doomsday prepper side where they buy in bulk again and wipe supermarkets out of toilet paper and those crucial necessities. Um, There's also the other end of this that consumers will have pent up buying motivation. And once the quarantine is over, there will be emphasis on shopping local specifically and supporting mom mom and pop. So what the data really shows is a set of new search behaviors driven by the shock of a pandemic. And um, this shock is really something that has drawn this out of people. And there's also a strong governmental response to uh, COVID-19. So how quickly things return to normal will be partly a function of the duration of the crisis. It's important to keep this in mind that this is a time to help as a marketer, as someone that can provide a business this information to help them, um, you know, give them this information if you can, help a lonely neighbor, help a small business applying for funding, helping children with online courses. Our organization is really focused on giving back to our local communities at this time. And we're all working on our own quarterly projects where we're donating 
our time for help. For example, I'm conducting a webinar with SMBs in the city I live in, giving them some of these tips and tricks on preparing to thrive in marketing when they become operational again. It's really time to help those around you, and it's okay to help in small ways. Mm-hmm. And that that's a great way to end and um, respect on on you and your company trying to help the local communities. I think that's so important. And thank you for taking the time to help us get this message to businesses and local um, local businesses as well as enterprise businesses today. So, uh, Kelly, thank you so much and stay safe. Thank you so much, Kimberly. You as well. Have a great day. Yeah, okay. You too. And for our listeners, we've been talking with Kelly Benish, and she's the VP of Strategic Partnerships for North America at UberAll. And UberAll enables small and medium businesses and enterprise resellers to deliver a memorable near-me brand experience for their customers at every step of the customer journey. Now, UberAll solutions enable businesses to easily manage search and discovery engagement and conversion in real time on all online platforms from mobile, voice, desktop, across mobile apps, store locators, search engines, map, social platforms, and advertising networks. If you'd like to learn more about UberAll, please go to www.uberall.com. You can also reach out to them on Twitter under Get Uberall on LinkedIn under get-uberall. And if you'd like to reach out to Kelly, please reach out to Kelly on LinkedIn under Kelly Benish, and that's B-E-N-I-S-H. And she's also on Twitter under local search, and that's local with a K in it. So please reach out to Kelly or to Uberall. And this, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda.org. Cinda.org conducts conferences in Europe, and they also have the Cinda Academy. And on the Cinda Academy, you can hear podcasts, you can see webinars, you can read blogs, all with information from world leaders and business experts. So please go to www.cinda.org to learn more information. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. Please tune in to us 3 p.m. specific time every Tuesday. And if you happen to miss a show, then you can certainly listen to it afterwards on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and almost every podcast network. And with that, I'd like to wish everybody uh, to stay safe. Remember, some of the restrictions, especially here in Europe, may be getting a little bit less and some may be getting stricter. So it's important we listen to our local governments and abide by the rules. And that way, we will all be stay very safe. And with that, thank you very much and tune in again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.